we make America great again, mm-hmm. they're, they're, we're, they're thinking about those things. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking about racism and spousal abuse and mm-hmm. all the bad things. That were back there, yeah. Yeah, the, and, and they, they need to be challenged on that. We do. Mm-hmm. We challenge people on that all the time, mm-hmm. yeah, of right? Of course, of course. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. The Hopper Podcast is not professional advice, just two guys spitballing, so do your own research. So now we're going to talk about, the, the, let's actually get to this bill about the Marriage Equality Act. We're continuing yeah. our conversation. Go back and listen to the last episode Yeah, uh, the, and all like that. Those are, uh, the last episode was really some of the complicating factors, and there may be others that, that come up here that, uh, that we're, we're not just in a vacuum. We have a lot of history and a lot of complicating yeah, pieces. Right. Um, and so here's this bill that is uh, a, it's a, a law compromise. Now. It's a law it's, now. It's a compromise, yeah. right, um, it, that provides religious freedom for those who believe that marriage is one man and one woman and don't believe in same-sex marriage or, right. or other deviations, right. um, that that they will not be persecuted for that belief. People like you and me. I, yeah. I've done lots of weddings, and there's no way in the world I absolutely would refuse to do a wedding between two men or between yeah. two women. They're saying, we're tolerating your view. That's right. And there, and so that is new protections. This law gives new protections to me and to you mm-hmm. that were not there before um, at the federal level to say that we're not going to be persecuted or whatever for that reason, for that belief. Mm-hmm. It's also saying that, therefore, any or state, the, to do it. the most yep. liberal state in its marriage Marriage um, definitions will be the standard That's because right. That's uh, right. no other state can complain or, or right. have any any problem with. That's right. If you're married in this state, you're That's married. Right. That's right. Uh, that'll be federally enforced and recognized. Correct. Um, and so we were asking. I, I said the comment that I'm not. I don't feel particularly um, that I need to uh, to make a fuss about same-sex marriage. Mm-hmm. And you said. Uh, we don't, and then you made a more general comment that that um, you don't think Christians ought to. And I said, well, I think it's a continuum. Yeah, I think that that a Christian who wants America to be um, legislating the Judeo-Christian ethic has every right to say, I disagree with mm-hmm, same-sex mm-hmm. marriage. We don't want same-sex marriage, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to vote it and to propagate and do all the the cultural yes. wars yes, yes, yes. available to them with That's their fine. voice to say we don't want this. That's right. And I and I would say that uh, also, mm-hmm. but I don't. I am just a less political person in general, mm-hmm. and I think that's why I feel like I'm. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot of political clout, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not on the political scene sure. like that. Sure. Um, but I can say, of course, I would want marriage to be recognized as it is by God, the God of, of of the Bible. Yes. Because I believe the Bible. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and. I don't think that it's wrong for them to try to mm-hmm. to argue that point, but I think you do, maybe. No, for uh, I'm not sure. Well, you, what was your earlier comment that that uh, you didn't think that that we should be trying to um, to to have everyone in the country view marriage as the as a as the biblical way? Yes, I okay. No, no, no. I think that we should. I want to use my influence, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, through love and non-coercion, like I want to be really careful about that, not um, political and not military violence mm-hmm. and not uh, relational manipulation. I don't want to use any of that, but influence um, to help people see the glories of the gospel 
and the beautiful the beauties of the law of God. Mm-hmm. And that includes that marriage is between one man and one woman for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, though, as a, as a citizen of the United States, uh-huh. I think that that is not a good thing to right now to put that into our laws. Right now, meaning? Mm-hmm. Meaning right now. To, uh, you know, yeah, how come uh, at, right now? Why, why the temporal? Yeah, because um, at this point, what is it, roughly a million or so people um, are married in same-sex mm-hmm. marriages. Mm-hmm. So it's been like half a million marriages, something mm-hmm. like that. I guess some of them have separated or gotten a divorce or whatever, but uh-huh. about half a million. Um, and so to change the laws changes their they are they are um, they have built their lives around a law and to take that away mm-hmm. does some serious harm to them um they they're, they're and in a way that will make them well, they, enemies of this they're not going to see the beauties that to, to impose this on them does not help them to see the beauties of the law of god well they would be grandfathered, of course. They wouldn't. They wouldn't say you have to divorce now. Okay. So yeah. then, there, what about the people who are moving toward marriage? Uh-huh. You know, and that kind of thing. And so it's like, it's it's um, that's the direction our culture has been going for mm-hmm. quite some time, and it's been the law for many years now. And so, lots of people are basing their lives on moving this direction. And so, uh-huh. when you say grandfathered in, I think that that's a good idea if we were to go that direction. But I think there'll be a lot of Christians and maybe Jews as well. I don't know conservative uh-huh. Jews as well, but certainly Christians that would say they should not be grandfathered in, and that they that those marriages should be nullified. Um, well, possibly. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. But I uh, the the issue I think you're bringing up is is there any worthwhile um, law? that then leads the country. In other words, do we lead people uh, in morality only through service and love and let me let me show you the glories of this way of thinking, or is there any place for legislation, whether they agree with it or not, um, to lead more uh, the morality? Mm-hmm. And I say it's both. And you seem to be leaning toward one. Well, I wouldn't say exactly one, but I, I can see what you're saying. It's a little bit yeah. of a slidey bar here. If we all basically agree on some particular morality that is in line with the law of God, really easy example here is is uh, slavery or murder mm-hmm. or things like that. Let's let's um, make that the law and make huge penalties for it so that it never falls out of favor, you know, and that we yeah. all have this is what we believe. This is very easy for us to see. Uh-huh. Child sacrifice. Okay, that's we're going to deal with that swiftly and easily, and we're all we're all on board with that. The things that are immoral that w- that lots and lots and lots of people engage in, but are clearly immoral, uh, I think that we need to take a little bit, um, not I think more nuance. Okay, mm-hmm. one thing that is super super immoral uh, is materialism mm-hmm. and greed. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, how many of us? Go after that. You know, um, there have been places in Christian nations, not the United States so much, but in Christian nations where there have been laws against greed uh-huh. um, and laws against materialism. Right. If we were to try and push something like that through, e- even if it were successful, it would make um, Christianity, nobody would see the value of it. Nobody would see the good of it. And so we're going to have to, that's going to be something where we need to well, help on. people... What do you mean they wouldn't see the value or the good of it? 
um, if, if, if it's a law that prevents um, trusts, like back in, uh, in uh, Roosevelt, mm-hmm. um, uh, there's clearly a place where those in power uh, economically okay. can leverage that. Yeah, and and in a way, he kind of rescued the economy, mm-hmm. and people saw that as mm-hmm. as a very positive thing, right? Mm-hmm. That was a that was a a, a a legal action from the federal government against greed mm-hmm. that worked out. Yeah, that's true. So maybe that's not a great example. I'm thinking of you know uh, uh, companies that are paying their CEOs a thousand times as much as right. their lowest worker. That is absolutely immoral. That is absolutely immoral, uh-huh. and uh, attempts to do something about that have fallen on deaf ears. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. So maybe that's the bad example. That's that's kind of what I was thinking. But a law that um, a morality that we all kind of engage in, but is clearly immoral. Okay, here, here we go. How about um, uh, no work on Sundays? Uh-huh. Okay. No work on Sundays. Is that a law of God? It absolutely is. Mm-hmm. And so, the, and we actually, that's a, this is a great example because we used to have lots right. of laws that say businesses are not allowed to be open on Sundays. Right. Now we're just breaking the law of God left and right like uh-huh. crazy and nobody really cares. If we were to, so how do we, we need to help people see. You think nobody cares? I think very few people in our culture care. Uh-huh. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think people really want Chick Fil A to be open on Sundays. <laughs> I don't think necess- I don't know necessarily that that's the reason that they're uh, doing it, but it might mm-hmm. be whatever. Um, but uh, if all of a sudden we were to say, "This is we're, we're going to make everyone shut down their stores on Sundays," mm-hmm. I think that I, I don't think that's the, the a great way to go. I can understand how someone mm-hmm. might disagree with me there. Um, yeah. But I think that we need to help people to see the beauties of the law of God in a day of rest. Right. So my point is that before how, we make it a law, how do we get to making that a law? Yeah. There would be a whole lot of, of doing that yes. in advance. Yes. Um, there would have to be a whole huge movement of people seeing totally. the benefit and the glory. Yes. Of, so so then they're, if they're speaking and advocating for that, um, it, uh, in other words, it's not, it's like a, a heart, a course, uh, red herring or a cart before the horse sort of thing. Um, uh, if we speak for those things and in favor of those things, that's the beginning of a process that might end up with laws. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's and right. So, so that's in, in accordance with what you're saying as far as influence. Fair enough. Right? Uh, yes. Because the laws just don't materialize. Yes. Right. That's right. But it's... it's. Um... But some people would not like that law, even if there was that movement. But is that... That's Okay. Right. So some people wouldn't like a, a law that shuts down all the stores on, on uh, all the businesses on Sundays. Yeah. Even yeah. after that big movement took place and people saw the, the, the benefit of that, there'd still be, you know, There'd be some people 49, who would... 49% of the population who says, no, this is a terrible well, I don't idea. know what the percentage is. I'm just is. saying, you know, our, our laws are usually 51 to 49, <laughs> right? Well, maybe of... not in morality, right? It's So at what point do we need to change the law? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like, um, who is for the law that prevents people from murdering uh, children? Uh, that's not 49 to 51. That is overwhelming. Right. And that's really clear. And so some laws are really, really clear. And that one, you know, the anyway. Um, but so, by the time uh, there was this movement that the mm-hmm. law came into place, it would be at the fifty-one percent level. It's on possibly, yeah. and that's then there would be the question: yeah. at what is the? 
I want people following the law of God, whether it's mandated or not. And there are some things. So here's mm-hmm. another question. You know, we're not getting into this, uh, the, the actual marriage law much yeah. at all anymore uh, on this episode either. But um, there are mor- moral laws that sh- very clearly the state should take ownership of, or not ownership, but at least uh, enforce, and other mor- morals that it shouldn't. And I think we all agree on that. So, for example, is it good to uh, for um, for people to be honest? It is absolutely good for people to be honest. And there's some places, we've talked about this before, there's some places mm-hmm. where the court, you know, in courts especially, where we do require, and, and law, um, uh, anyway, but in their general everyday life, are you allowed to lie to people? Absolutely. Do we want police getting involved in that? I do not want police getting involved in that. And I don't want laws against me lying to my son or to my wife or to my... But that is a sin if I do. And so, on the other hand, there are laws clearly the state should be involved in. So then where do we draw the line for that kind of morality? I think that's another question. Yeah, that's definitely that's something a, we can throw in the hopper. Sure, sure. Um, and so so is is the clo- churches closed on Sundays, is... Do we make that a law as soon as we get to 51% of the people saying that that's a good thing? Or do we just let people start uh, closing their businesses because or and refusing to work and refusing to mm-hmm. uh, uh, demand business, that kind of thing? Be- and then just naturally it happens without even any laws. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to that. But Yeah. Well, I think you would. I think in, if we flip it on something that where you want legislation, I think that mm-hmm. you would see uh, sure. that's both, right? I mean, I, I'm not saying you don't see that. But no, it's both. Yeah, it's, it's, both. it's both. I mean, like... Uh, and for one, it's more than another. Than one issue, it may be more than the other. Uh, so like gun control, yeah. which I don't want to rehash, but the, the idea that the, the state would then take away or, or make guns illegal, yeah. Um, yeah. that would be, uh, in many people's eyes, uh, a real step forward. Yep. Um, but it's definitely a top-down. Definitely, like we're gonna totally. we're gonna mandate this. Yep. We're gonna enforce it. That's right. Um, and uh, but you and you probably would lean in that direction. I probably lean in that direction. But more important than that is helping people. I'm gonna be more as a Christian minister. I guess mm-hmm. I'm more interested in changing people's hearts and minds than in control and manipulation. But I, that's actually a really really good point. Yeah. Um, that's a really good point. A really good example. I mean, that yeah, because yeah, that's that. Yeah. So back to the bill. I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go back to the bill. So the the bill. Uh, obviously, I don't want to be criminalized for my religious beliefs, and of I course. would fight tooth and nail about that, yep. and I would go to prison over it, and all that. Yep. Because I can't I can't be told by the government yep. what to believe. Yep. From when I have God's word yep. in my hand, totally, and we have we have seen that in Acts where they said it's better for us to obey God than than governments. Mm-hmm. So if my government gets crazy and askew, I've got to go with the word of God, Correct. right? But I don't want that happening. I yep. don't want ever to be in the environment mm-hmm. where I'm persecuted mm-hmm. and I could have said something or voted a certain way or influenced mm-hmm. people against mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. so the the protection of my views, I certainly want that. Okay, do you okay? want that for other people too? Uh, uh, well, again, that goes back to our previous conversation. It depends on what religious views we're talking about. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, let's okay. not let's not rehash that. Right. Sorry. Um, so uh, I want God's law all over the earth. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the kingdom of God. Your kingdom come. And your Jesus will be done on will, earth as yeah. it is in heaven. And Jesus will do that. Yeah. Um, but is He doing it through us? Right, we have a responsibility in that. Mm-hmm. We do, and so I want to influence. I want to vote. I want to lobby. I want to do whatever I can do 
uh, with my voice mm -hmm. to pr move people in that direction. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that means fighting for legislation. Sometimes it means not fighting for legislation and, and doing a better job loving people mm -hmm. or being more whimsical or, mm -hmm. you know, not mm -hmm. being such a jerk. It, it mm -hmm. means a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, and Taking so, a bath occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I take showers, so yeah. <laughs> maybe Cold showers. Yeah, maybe I need a bath. Um, <laughs> uh, and so the bills, uh, you know, I like that side of it. And I'm trying to understand uh, uh, what the country needs when we're so polarized mm -hmm. and there's so little compromise. Is it worth, you know, this compromise, like a move forward mm -hmm. um, to say, I'll, I will recognize that there are same-sex marriages, that people want those, that they're same-sex attracted and they want to act upon that. Mm -hmm. um, and they don't agree with the Bible mm -hmm. and we're still members of the same society. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I, I can totally see that whole perspective. Yes, 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 yes. But it's not entirely that simple mm -hmm. in that I still want to lobby for God's law all over the earth. Mm -hmm. I want what what I think is true and righteous and good for everyone. I want mm -hmm. to propagate that in every category in every way. Mm -hmm. And so I can't just say, hey, let's all agree, you know, you do this over there. And uh, if this pedophile wants to do his thing over there, that's his business. And if mm -hmm. this person wants to do mm -hmm. these weird sacrifices over there, that's mm -hmm. their business. You know, see, I, it, it's um, and I'm not arguing that that, that those things are necessarily going to follow. That's a mm -hmm. slippery slope logical yes, that's fallacy. Right. That's right. Um, but it, it does set precedent, right? Mm -hmm. And and where where the lines we draw, we keep moving them, mm -hmm. and and we have that ability in this country. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think that this is really complicated. Going back to the last episode, mm -hmm. where we need to we need to think about that more deeply. And so this law really brings that to a head. Mm -hmm. um, what do we do with this? Mm -hmm. uh, is it, is there think... a lesser of two evils kind of option? Yeah. You know, like so that... the compromise is better, mm -hmm. even though, or not. I've been really compelled by David French. And, uh -huh. um, and as he has talked about this, he has surprised a lot of people. But as I hear him talk, I'm, I think that he's on to something. Mm -hmm. One of his arguments, because he, he thinks that the bill is good, and that even though he believes, as we believe, that uh, marriage is between one man and one woman for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really, really clear, and nothing is going to change that. That is handed to us from God. Okay. But he ought, he thinks that it's a good thing for the country mm -hmm. to allow this. Okay. And here's the reason. Um, he says that the concept of marriage, one woman and one man for a lifetime together, committed to each other, covenant relationship, uh, is something that the United States has gave up, uh, has given up a long time ago. Um, long time ago, meaning like in the sixties when we started with no fault divorce, uh -huh. when we started with no fault divorce, then that's not, that's one man and one woman, but it's not for a lifetime. You can, you can cite. That's a good topic for the hopper, by the way. What is? No fault divorce. Yeah. So, but we st that has that is pervasive in our culture right now. Mm -hmm. It is very easy to get divorced. Right. The Bible says that there are a few ways to get divorced, and they're very limited mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. And so, um, it's not that there's never a time for divorce, but um, uh, the idea of no fault divorce that is not biblical at all. Right. And that has been what marriage means in the United States 
since the 1960s. Right. And so what David French is saying is that the idea of biblical marriage, we gave up on as a society a long time ago, and Christians really didn't say anything back then. We didn't like the idea, but we didn't really fight hard for marriage. That was, he would say, that was the time when we should have fought for biblical marriage if we wanted to. And now that we have this okay. no-fault divorce, um, what we're saying is it, it, we've, we've, we're, not in, we're not in biblical marriage anymore. Um, it was C.S. Lewis who, was, who advocated for two kinds of marriage in society. Now, this was a long time ago in England where he was, but he was saying for biblical marriage and a civil marriage. And he would say that there would be two kinds, and there's a number of people who have proposed this kind of thing, even in the civil courts, to say, if you, um, it's just an idea, I don't think it's ever been implemented anywhere, but it's an interesting idea to say, uh, I am, so you can, when you apply for a marriage license, you could apply for either a, uh, like a civil marriage or a biblical marriage, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That and the biblical marriage would have much stronger, like a like much much harder to get out of, and that and, and so I mean legally, legally, harder to legally get out to get out of, yeah. yeah, yeah, that you really are bound to each other, mm-hmm. and there's there's like a you know a waiting period of ten years, or I don't know what the would there be benefits, uh, tax breaks, and things like that for. Possibly. That? Okay. I mean, that's, that's the, there's uh-huh. all, the, people are floating all kinds of ideas. This is not yep. something that's been implemented, obviously, anywhere. But these are, once we, when once we started off and saying, okay, we're no longer going to tie marriage to what the Bible says, then we're on a trajectory that leads us to, what, what's the difference between um, a same-sex marriage where people mm-hmm. can come, go in and out, and a, a marriage where it's still equally unbiblical. In fact, the Bible says, uh, Jesus says, anyone who um, marries, who, who divorces and remarries is living in adultery. Mm-hmm. And so what we have now, according to Jesus, according to the Bible, is we have millions upon millions of people in the United States who are living in adultery. And uh-huh. what, where are the Christians who are fighting for that and saying, this is, this is immoral, this is not a biblical marriage? Yeah. We don't really have that. I think it's a great point, but a terrible argument. Tell me. Um, I wasn't born in the 60s. Sure. I wasn't here. Yeah. Right? And, uh, and here I am, and I want to use my voice. And just because someone in the past messed something up doesn't mean that I should continue in that path because they should have fixed it back then. That's a terrible argument. Okay. Then maybe we need to start moving back to... it's. But it's, I would totally want to revisit no-fault divorce. I think that's a terrible law. Okay. There are tons and tons and tons of Christian organizations who is are super passionate about making sure that we don't have LGBTQ marriages. Uh-huh. Where are... The, the, all the uh, Christian organizations that are saying we got to get rid of no fault divorce. There's not well, any. Well, I don't know. I don't know that for sh- for. So there's almost. There, I've looked. There's almost not. I don't know any. But again, that's that's a logical fallacy of the popular. Like so, there. So everyone is doing this. That doesn't mean it's right. Um, Fair enough. That's yeah. right. So we. Uh, but but it demonstrates that the, that the Christians who are upset about this, they're not upset that it's not biblical. They're not upset that these are non-biblical marriages because no-fault divorces they would be equally upset about. That's not the issue. Do you th- I don't think that that's fair. I think that, okay. that, that um, if I took the average person uh, in Christian circles right now and I said, hey, tell me about no-fault divorce. What do you think about that? Yeah. I don't think that they've been educated or understand what's good or bad about it. Okay. I don't think they've thought fair about enough. it. Yeah. And, and I think that, therefore, that's probably the, the onus of responsibility is upon you and I 
to talk about it sure. as, as people who are in our, our season of, of ministry yeah. um, and, uh, and just begin, you know, in our small way, our, our little bit of influence to talk about it. Makes sense um, to me. That doesn't mean that it's, that, that what we're handed is what we have to deal with or what is, uh, and, and make it worse even. Oh, so they, they, they messed this up and, and our Christian society does not understand the, the how no-fault divorce moves away from God. Um, therefore, let's allow same-sex marriage. I think that's a horrible argument. Well, it, it um, hmm. I understand. I understand what you're saying. It doesn't mean that we have to allow. It's still. I would like us to get to a place. I would like us to get to a place mm-hmm. where, uh, and and one day our world will get to a place because of Jesus, where same-sex marriage wouldn't wouldn't is never going to even be thought about. I mean, no one would right. contemplate that. And so I want to move us that direction. But the next step, that the question is, is the next step in moving that way to prevent gay and lesbian couples to get married? Is that really the next step? And I, I don't think it is. I think for them to, to uh, come to, to find marriage beautiful uh, and to find um, Christianity, to find Jesus, that's mm-hmm. a better way to say it, to find Jesus really attractive and beautiful, I don't think that's the next step. I think that that is similar to saying, uh, how are we supposed to be motivated to obey God? Are we, uh, obviously the best answer mm-hmm. is gratitude. Yeah, sure. But there are other reasons and yeah. other biblical reasons to obey. Yeah. From rewards that are promised to us yep. to fear of punishment yep. that's promised to us. There are there are many reasons, right? And yeah, so and I that, think you're highlighting the best reason, but it's not the only reason. And that's the discussion that we had, I don't know, 20 minutes ago or so yeah. about, you know, some, some things need to be legislated and we come down hard on the punishments mm-hmm. and other things not so much. Let me ask you this. When it comes to uh, the the whole environment that we see yeah. with with fluid sexuality. Yep. Um, do you think that there is, uh, that it has been perpetuated by the permissions that has been granted to it? Oh yeah, sure. I do too. Yeah. So some people would say, oh no, 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 this has always been the case. And now we're just allowing these people who were afraid to, to express themselves. I don't think that's accurate. I think both I think of those are true, right? I think that's true, yeah. but I don't think that that's, that, that counts for all of it. Correct. I think that people, there are kids who are saying, I feel different. I feel odd. Maybe I'm gay because yep. that's a cultural that's thing right. now, right? That's, right. And, that's and, right. and so they're experimenting and they're trying stuff and, and you can sear your conscience with a hot iron. You can move yourself away from, from what you're conscience is saying is wrong yes. and embrace it. And if, if our culture and society is permitting that, okay, so that if that's true, and I think you and I just agreed that it is, mm-hmm. then there is a place for legislation to say, uh, we're not going to permit this in our society. Now, how do we get there? By Christians talking and, um, you know, the, the whole movement of, of using our voice and our, and our what, what powers, quote, we have, because we don't really have power, but you know, our ability to move society in that direction and we finally get this legislation, I don't think that's as wrong as you do, I think. We may disagree on that. I will say that um, I think that um, the polarization is making things worse as well. And uh, how do we gain... Uh... I'm with you. And like I said, you, I think you gave the best answer in terms of let's work together, let's try to understand each other, yeah. let's speak of the glories of this view and not always be like, you're an idiot, you know, on both sides of the aisle. Sure. 
Um, I absolutely agree. We need to be more uh, understanding, more loving, more more servants, and it, and we're not just uh, fighting this political battle. That then, and um, it, it's like when when France forced Germany uh, into all this capitulative uh, mm-hmm. things in World War One. It inevitably mm-hmm. led to World War Two. Exactly, because they overdid it. Right. Okay. And- that's where you're going, and that's mm-hmm. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. We're not just going. fighting this this ridiculous legal battle and thinking that we're winning. That's absolutely true. Hundred you, percent. You've got me a hundred percent on that. There's okay. no there's right. no problem. All right. All right. But All right. I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater and say um, legislation. We shouldn't be legislating or fighting for legislation <laughs> but, so, or trying to get laws yeah. that would that would suppress some of the cultural craziness that we're experiencing now. Yep. So I would say that it. So that's a maybe maybe a continuum, right? So yeah. I think that okay, let's let's be um, tolerant, liberal now, mm-hmm. um, in order to work together and to listen and to uh, not just talk about the glories of the law of God, but to illustrate them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I don't think in most of our churches. Um, I, I'm not speaking about our particular church, but our churches generally, right, right. we are demonstrating the glories of biblical marriage, especially when we are not doing a whole lot to mitigate no-fault divorce in so many of our churches. Mm-hmm. And so, but to talk about and to uh, illustrate, the, but even if we were to do that now, no one is listening, no one is looking. We need yeah. to bring those folks in together and be listening and yeah. compassionate. I think that's the place where we are. There's an illustration that I um, I heard recently that I really, really love that I think relates to this as well. Um, uh, the, the, in, in the nuance between conservative and liberal, conservative and progressive, mm-hmm. in some ways we need to, we've talked about this before, we need to conserve. What's good and right and beautiful needs to be conserved. Right. But... Not everything in the past is good exactly. and right and beautiful, so we need to progress and change right. in those places. Because, okay, here's here's an example. In old time, uh, 100 years ago or 200 years ago or more, when people were sailing, think about a, a ship tr- uh, going from Europe to the New World or from the mm-hmm. United States to Europe or to Africa or to right. Asia or wherever. Um the way that they were able to navigate before GPS, before these kind of things, um, is through using a sextant. You know what a sextant is. Mm-hmm. I've never used it, but I know. Right. Like you, at night, you point it up, and you po- got to point it to the North Star. Because right. that's the one that never moves. Right. right. Everything revolves around the North Star. Point it to the North Star, and then uh, you can know where you are mm-hmm. in relationship north, south, east, west. And that's super important because the currents and the winds are blowing you all over the place. Right. And you don't know exactly where you are. Okay. So the sextant and the North Star, that is fixed. You have to use that to know where you are and to know where you're going. Right. Two boats going, you think of a boat going from Los Angeles to um, to uh, Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two boats that leave a week apart may take very different trips even though they're going the exact same place and navigating uses the same instruments because the wind and the currents are different. Right. And so if one of those boats goes south then of, with the currents, then they're going to realize, oh, no, I need to go a little bit more north uh, to get back on track. And the other right. one maybe goes north and you got to come south. Okay. That, I think, is really analogous to a lot of what does it mean to work in culture. And what I mean is this. Our North Star is Jesus, and the sextant is the Bible. Mm-hmm. 
And we don't use anything else. We don't pick up a stick, uh, just a random stick, and say, I'm going to use this instead of the sextant. Or I'm going to use a different star other than Jesus. Uh-huh. Okay, so we use our Bible. We use it. But the winds of culture and uh, can blow us off, and we don't, do, we don't take the exact same route every time. We don't go three days in this direction, and then we turn it. You know, We actually have to be constantly looking at Jesus, mm-hmm. constantly using our Bible to look at him right. and t- so that we know where we are. And two different boats are going to go, in, if they leave at a different time, they're going to go in different directions right. at the same point in their trip. And so we have to look around. So at, in our culture, so to use it for this example, I think there's a time and a place to make a law to say there's not going to be any more same, there's not any now or there won't be, we're going to stop it, same-sex marriage uh-huh. or uh, uh, businesses open on Sundays or whatever is to conform to the law of God. But that doesn't mean that that's true. That's what we need to be doing at all times. Right. At some times, looking at Jesus and looking through the sextant, we're in a different place. Our boat is way off track. How do we get back to Jesus yeah. as we look through the Bible? Um, and so if I do it differently than the people did it in the past, that may be just the right thing because our boats are being blown all over the place. Right. I think in this example, though, as I've thought about it, we've, we've had a, quite a healthy discussion yeah. about everything around it that really is, needs to be brought to bear okay. when discussing this law. Even though I love the idea of, of unity and compromise moving forward, I think I would prefer uh, if, uh, if we could divide that law mm-hmm. into two laws and we could, I think we very clearly need to say um, we're not going to criminalize people who hold this view from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, given who we are in our nation, Mm-hmm. Uh, our history, mm-hmm. um, how many people, uh, however you want to, however you want to couch it, I would love to see that bill passed to mm-hmm. to provide some security for what we already think the Constitution says about religious freedom, mm-hmm. because I think that persecution could come, mm-hmm. right? And people are afraid of it, and when people are afraid, they there's they're more likely to have a pendulum swing, mm-hmm. or to be aggressive, yeah. or to of to course. be more combative, yeah. right? Yeah. Let's just go ahead and secure that. Yeah. And put that in place. Then we can we can separate it from the debate about whether we should have same sex marriage or not. Because otherwise when it's when it's put it's lumped together and it feels like a compromise and I like that idea, but I really don't agree in legislating same sex marriage. But I also said earlier, I don't I'm not I'm not as strong as an Al Moeller or someone who feels like we need to go like hunt this down and you know, put an end to it. Okay, so that's the law of the land now. Every every state in the union, yeah. you can get married same sex. Right. And has been that way for quite some time. So, doesn't mean we're not trying to change it. I mean, laws can change. Laws can change, yeah. yeah. So you're advocating to change the laws. Well, everyone is all the time. No, you're advocating to change that law. I would. I would like to see the uh, the security of religious freedom. Um, separated from this compromise and then have, you know, a different debate about that law. But yeah, you said it earlier. Ultimately, you would like uh, everywhere for people to recognize marriage in the biblical sense, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, of course. I want the increase of Jesus's government. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. We're together on that. Right. Um, How we get there. I I get the ship analogy. There's going to be different, you know, paths. Mm -hmm. Um, is this a is this a step forward because it secures a sense of religious freedom? I don't know. 
because it's also validating something that I think is is wrong and God is opposed to and calls an abomination. Yeah, but invalidating that, there's no question. Yeah, it's an abomination. Yeah. But invalidating that, it also um, provides opportunity, I think. To or dialogue, could, to, 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 to influence, dialogue, to come to the table. Exactly, uh-huh. which has phenomenal power. Um, I mean, that is the power that we, of, the, of the gospel that we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't it to to see the glo- to come and taste and see that the Lord is good? Yeah, I think that uh, I think I, I want to ponder that a little bit. I mean, I agree. Obviously, I don't like the combative nature. Yeah, of our country. Mm-hmm. And I so I've already I've already you know we're already in agreement with that and yeah, we've yeah, been yeah. in agreement with that. Yeah, I'm just not sure in this if, with this bill now it's already passed. Yep. Um, what, what would I do about it? Well, I, I would certainly, if it comes up separated from religious freedom, so we have religious freedom and it comes back up as far as same-sex marriage, I would vote that we don't support same-sex marriage. Mm-hmm. And some people would say, oh, that's uh, how intolerant of you. That's, uh, and I'd say, you know, that's, um, this is my belief and you have your belief and I have a vote and you have a vote mm-hmm. and you may not like my vote just as I may not like your vote, mm-hmm. but you can't just label people as haters or cancel them mm-hmm. or, um, I mean, I believe there's a voice from the outside from God himself yeah. saying, this is how I've designed it and do it. It doesn't even matter if I like it or not. Cause I personally have no bone to pick. I don't want to get on a soapbox and. You know, I, I have I have people I know who are homosexual, and I think they were born that way. Mm-hmm. And I feel terrible that the biblical ethic is you can never express your sexuality with another human in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I can't get past that that's what the Bible says. Okay, but that's, well, I think the Bible says the same thing, but I think you and I disagree, and that's okay. But I think uh, we disagree. It's not, be, it's not just that the Bible says that, because you and I agree about that. Yeah. But it is that, is this what, needs to be legislated right now because that's a different question yeah yeah no i hear you in the nuancing of uh are we are we eventually going to reach our goal and how do we get to that goal how do we get to that and how can we utilize compromise to do that when things are so divisive i understand what you're saying i'm just saying that that's um that's another really tricky conversation i think um one that i that uh I'm not sure any one person has enough experience and wisdom. I think we really need some some sage or or many sages to chime in on that, right? Like when has compromise uh how what what are the benefits and the the pros and cons to to that kind of compromise? I certainly can understand the uh, the kind of brave heart. I won't compromise. This is God's word, but I don't think that's accurate. Or it, it can be uh, too much. I think there is a place for compromise. Um, but I don't, yeah, in this case, I'm not sure about it. You know, um, when tensions, when the, when the cultural, um, the temperature of the cultural fight is really, really hot. Yeah. I think that is the time when we Christians ought to... Uh, uh, take a breath, breathe. Well, when there's no love, okay, let's let's love. Right. Let's bring no, I agree people with that. in. Yeah. And when we are all together, that's the time to challenge. When we are all feeling really good, 
that's the time to when we have a good relationship. It, it's um, and I I have a sense that the that we are culturally in a very hot place right now, and uh, it would be better for our culture, better for the movement of Jesus for the gospel, to help. Um, uh, yeah, to to listen and to be heard, both of those. Yeah. What do you do with the, I hear that, I agree with you, but what do you do with the, the idea that what you celebrate, you perpetuate? Mm-hmm. You know that's true. That's Absolutely. A, so if we if we validate... I'm not talking about, so there's a big difference between celebrating and validating. I don't know about that. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. In our culture, it, they seem to be uh, conflated by the left especially, but also on the right in their terms. For um, sure. That, that, it's both. Yeah. Maybe. There's a win. There's a win. We're going to celebrate that win. Sure. Um, Not all influence, though, happens through uh, politics and government. Maybe I can say a better way to go about it. I think is for us to, uh, you know, we um, we dropped the ball on marriage a long time ago, and it wasn't you and me. You're right. You mm-hmm. said that earlier. It wasn't you and me, um, but we are heritage. Right. We dropped the ball on marriage a long time ago. And how do we promote? marriage and and really work hard within the church to say uh we're we are getting rid of no fault marriage mm-hmm. we're not going to do that anymore um and we're going to uh police our let's take the log out of our own eyes instead of uh you know working on in somebody else's eye well i think what's happened is that these these changes happen slowly incrementally and they're getting to the point where people are like what where how do we get here yeah how right. has marriage been redefined right. as same sex marriage what, what what's going on here now there that's that's where the battle line's been drawn it is you're exactly right and that's why i think that we have to be careful about these incremental movements because they lead to bigger and bigger things down the line fair enough and so uh, i can't I obviously wasn't in here in the 60s, and I can't wind that back, but I can still begin to influence and talk about, uh, and I was just telling new members, we had a new members class last night, Mm -hmm. and I was saying, I'm super laid back, I'm a really easygoing guy, Mm -hmm. um, but uh, until I'm not, Mm -hmm. and um, I will fight for your marriages, I will fight to protect your marriages, and most church discipline cases are about affairs and things Mm -hmm. like that, and if there's something going on where you see someone's grooming a child, I need to know about it immediately. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a time to be fierce, and I will do that, Yeah. right? Good. Um, And yet, uh, I don't, I'm not like a control freak kind of, I was just trying to express that, like, Mm -hmm. it's going to be really easygoing Mm -hmm. until... There's something that's, you know, but the sanctity of your marriage, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to do battle over. I will get in your face about it. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're doing something that's in the wrong, I, 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 I need to, I have to, I have a huge responsibility mm-hmm. to Jesus and in this church to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think you and I can, we can begin to talk about no fault divorce or all these other, I mean, there's a million issues, right? Mm-hmm. That we need to be talking about, mm-hmm. but those bills, like you said, they, they're, they're in the past and now it's, it's progressed much further. And I don't want it to keep going, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, well, let's let's draw. Can we stop this progression? Because it it just it gets celebrated, it gets promoted. There's more and more people who are confused, and there's more and more gender dysphoria, and things. Just, okay, the I hear Roman what you're Empire saying. Falls apart. I hear what you're saying. I think that yeah. that may be inevitable, but I think we have way past that line. When you say incremental changes, mm-hmm. this is not a new change. This is codifying something just in case the Supreme Court goes back on it. We're talking about a million people. A very a minority for sure, but a million people in our country 
who are already married this way, and there, there's many, many more going to get married this year, you know, along these same lines, and they're building, building their lives on this, and this is just, this is not change, this law doesn't change a thing. It doesn't change a thing. And so the incremental changes... Uh, I'm talking bigger than just the, that law okay, at this right, point. I'm talking about the movement of society and, mm-hmm. and, the, and the various laws that keep pushing the line. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And they're, they're just people who are, uh, who are coming of age and realizing, what's happened? How did we mm-hmm. get here? Um, and they think that if we dial back we make America great again, mm-hmm. they're, they're, we're, they're thinking about those things. They're mm-hmm. not thinking about racism and spousal abuse and mm-hmm. all the bad things. That were back there, yeah. Yeah. The, and and they, they need to be challenged on that. We do. Mm-hmm. We challenge people on that all the time, mm-hmm. right? Of course, of course. But they're they're just thinking like, we've. this has all gone crazy mm-hmm. and, we're, it's, and it's just like, it's being pushed and... and yeah, codifying is a good word. It, it's just being like, let's just, let's just um, put it in stone now. Mm-hmm. That's imprinted in stone, and we'll never go back on this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that hmm. that just leads to more and more and more. And yet, past being an American, I'm a Christian. Yeah, and I want I want Jesus's rule and reign. But part of that means uh, governments are involved. They are. Yeah. They are. Yes. Yeah. And. That we have a message from Jesus, but we also have a method of Jesus, and his method is um, harsh on especially the conservatives, the religious leaders, and very, very compassionate for those who are broken. And that's, I guess, that's part of it that's that's maybe difficult for me, mm-hmm. is that, um, yeah, uh, there are very when you think about LGBTQ movement um, for their rights to to um, whatever. There are some rights that they, I think, absolutely need to have, and I think we all agree to that, um, and others that are less, uh, we know we're, we're not sure. Well, I mean, everyone has restrictions on their rights mm-hmm. um, in various ways. But for those who, I, I remember, uh, I was listening or, uh, in a conversation with someone recently who said, you know, would you use uh, pronouns that somebody asked for, you know, to, to mm-hmm. this different. And they didn't really like my answer, but, you know, we've talked about this before. That my answer is, especially for someone who is broken and uh, hurt and feels, and a lot of LGBTQ people, and we're talking about transgender in this moment, but a lot of transgender folks feel really, really beat up and they have nowhere to turn. And someone who is really struggling that way, I would absolutely use whatever pronouns that they wanted me to use. Uh-huh. On the other hand, I've also seen people who were like, I demand that you call me this. I'm like, okay, that's yeah. a different situation. Okay. Right. <laughs> you right. know, you're trying to. Uh, aye, aye, Captain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What <laughs> sir, the, yes, sir. I'm not. Yeah. And so if you see the opposition, someone who's not like you, as that kind of militant, okay, then we're going to meet that with force and we're going to oppose them. But if you see them as, you know, mm-hmm. I hope that if you, you know, Christians, we see folks who are. Um, you know, really struggling and um, that, okay, let's give those folks freedom yeah. and let's give those folks help. Yeah. It, um, and again, that, that's all wisdom and there's nuance in there. Totally. And, and like in Sunday school, someone asked, uh, when is it time to turn over a table yeah. and, and make a whip and drive people out? Yeah. When, what, under what circumstances? And yeah. um, 
and of course that's that's a, a small piece of Jesus's ministry. Very small. Uh, or the you know the but get, it happened. the get behind me Satan yeah. phrases or the you 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 brood of vipers yeah. you know the, that kind of combative nature of Jesus is less than the uh, the love and support and the kindness and and his wisdom in that his sensibilities and in that tolerance absolutely tolerance. Yeah. Um, and and as I think most clearly seen on the cross yes. when he says, uh, "Lord, forgive them." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 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 totally. Now I understand that tolerance personally is different than tolerance in the government. Um, governments do need to be right. involved, um, but I think that um, hmm, it's uh, that doesn't mean that governments have to be are, are nothing but dictatorial and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we need we need to be compassionate there as well, and at, at least at times, at least at times, yeah, for those who are really hurting. Well, I'm done with this one for now. I think that that's <laughs> uh, man. I, we we uh, <laughs> we, we wore this, this one, one out. We beat this, <laughs> we into, beat the this yeah. into the ground. I think it's great though. I think this is right where our country is, and um, I think we had a couple good discussions about it. Yeah, so. thanks for talking about it. Yeah, thank you. Hey, we've got bonus episodes for you. You've asked for them, we got them. Yep, more Hopper goodness. Bonus episodes are only for our Patreon subscribers. We're a little bit freer to tell stories we really don't want out there in the public. It's kind of like Hopper Podcast After Dark. Ooh, like that time that we went to see the Rock Hard Willie Band. Yeah, but you've said too much. Okay, well, listen, it's easy. Just touch or swipe on the cover art of the Hopper Podcast on your podcasting app. Go there and find the show notes. Follow that link. And sign up to give us a little bit of money each month, like $5, 10 $20. At any level, you're going to get immediate access to all of our bonus episodes. And we'll also send you a special link to a new private podcast feed. And you will get all the bonus episodes on your phone automatically. We love our Patreon supporters, and we treat them right. So if you want to hear about Willie's Dirty Laundry, oh, come on. sign on up. You know who you are. Thanks so much for your support. You can become a Hopper Podcast Insider today. In the late 19th century, milk, cow's milk, okay, was uh, used as a substitute for blood. If you were low on blood and needed a blood transfusion, uh-huh. they would just give you an infusion of milk, cow's milk, and it actually killed a lot of people. Yeah, that is not. <laughs> it killed a lot of people, but yeah, everyone that's... said, "Oh no, this this is uh, the, the next best thing is blood." I mean, next thing to blood is milk. Jeez. Yeah, that's awful. Um, cigarettes used to be a prescri- used to get prescribed right. cigarettes for right. hay fever and asthma. Yeah, I remember this. Uh, do you remember that? Because yeah. the the the, the um, natural God given plant of tobacco could be inhaled in, mm. and this is it's natural and it's going to help purify your lungs and mm-hmm. kill all the bad stuff in there. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, soothing syrups used to be used a lot, uh, especially for babies. Um, if your baby has any sort of, tr- you need to soothe your baby. If your baby's crying, something's wrong. And so how do we soothe the baby? And what do you think was in the soothing syrups that would cause a baby to stop crying? Probably some opiates. Yep. Yeah. Um, alcohol and morphine were the main ingredients to for soothe those. yeah the old uh, west the the lognum and the yeah the opiates that 
people used and got addicted to. And yeah, yeah, that's been yeah. a long time. Um, there was an article in uh, 1899 in Australia. This was a this was a big deal in Australia um, that someone came up with a way to cure rheumatoid arthritis or to ease not cure sorry to ease rheumatoid arthritis pain i don't know if you know that can be extraordinarily painful right. it's really really awful but apparent but this is what they did anytime that a whale died mm-hmm. um close to shore then they would get the rheumatoid arthritis patients row them out to where the whale died yeah um the whale in the would be like in a net between boats or something. Yeah. They would cut up the whale, cut a, a like a, a long um, slice into the whale's body. Sure. And then the patient would get down inside this dead whale's body yeah. and just spend time in there in the carcass. In the blubber. Usually about two hours, apparently. I think it's oiling the, the it, squeaky joints. I don't know how it was supposed to uh-huh. work, but apparently it was very, very common. And this was a way that could give you a boost to relieve your pain uh-huh. of, from rheumatoid arthritis. How would you like to do that? You know, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it smelled bad and all that. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, I can only imagine. When you think about essential oils, yeah, uh, it's not like there's there could be nothing there. There could be something to that. We should put that in the hopper. Essential yeah. oils, yeah, yeah. There could be something to that. Yeah, um, that there. The medicines aren't things that are created in a lab uh, originally. They uh-huh. they try to mimic things that they found in nature. If they right. are synthetic, typically, yeah. Yep. And now we're we're getting past that point with all kinds of synthetic stuff. But sure. Uh, medicines came from plants and yeah, oils yeah. and stuff yeah, found sure, in nature. Sure, and uh, so there, there could be, there might be something. Could there some benefit to, you know, bathing in in the oil of a of a whale? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we need some science <laughs> behind it, right? You're blubbering right now yourself. Yeah, that's right. We need okay. some science. Do you know about smoke enemas? Smoke enema? Yeah. So this is tobacco smoke enemas. They were considered to be for a long time a successful treatment of cholera. Why do people so you you could people you, are just infatuated with sticking things in their butts? Yeah, lots of things. The, the ER is a regular place for people to go. I worked for with years something in, in, their in the butt. ER. Yeah, and it's uh, I, I don't get it. Yeah, a smoke enema. Who, a smoke enema. Who would enema. have thought? Okay. Yeah, and so the, apparently it was supposed to cure cholera. I don't think that it did. Yeah. Um, Imagine but, that. Yeah. Uh, that was a very common treatment uh, to go. And I guess, you know, you get, okay, so we need someone to smoke a bunch of cigarettes to, to blow up this person's, to blow up into this person's anus. Mm. Um, There's a job for you. <laughs> I'd rather be smoking than, than uh, the person g- gathering the smoke and, and forcing it into somebody's anus. <laughs> Can you imagine the gas that you would? I, sorry. Yeah, that's, yeah, this uh, is, yeah who does uh, these things? All right. So here's another one. Uh Back at a time when infant mortality was super high, um, nobody really understood why infants died so much. Uh, and they often died between six months and two years of age. And everyone, uh, for, for a large part of the Western world, they said, oh, this is probably because of the teething. Because babies cried, it was painful, and uh-huh. the teething process, they said, was going to kill. You have swollen gums, you know, and then, mm-hmm. okay, so that's a problem. So in the 16th century, 
the French started introducing gum lancing. And so when a child, when a baby, an infant, had these swollen gums with teeth about to come in, mm-hmm. they would take a knife uh, uh, and start and, and uh, cut on the baby's gums yeah. to let the blood come out. And they would do that up to 10 times a day. Mm. Uh, and many infants died that way. Uh, and what the surgeon said, well, they were going to die anyway. And, we, you know, this doesn't... Help yeah, them all. Yeah, of course. Um, and so, and that that lasted, um, there is a text, there's a 1938 dentistry textbook that gives instructions for how to uh, lance the gums of teething children. 1938. Yeah, that's not too far back. That is not too far back. That's yeah. crazy. Well, I mean, you, there are all kinds of medical procedures, right? I mean, oh, yeah. And the bloodletting, yes, getting the bad leeches. humor out, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and cutting Le- holes yeah, in right. people's skulls. And skulls. And, that's actually, I think, uh-huh. the oldest known surgery is cutting a hole in somebody's skull. There's lots and lots of these ancient, yeah. really super old skulls that we have. And we look back at that, and we say, how ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I guarantee you, uh, years and years and years from now, yep. society will say, do you know back in the 2000s and yeah. before... Yeah. Uh, doctors would enter into a woman's womb and rip a baby out. Yeah. Uh-huh. How barbaric. How barbaric, yeah. How did they do that back then? And they might, so that comes with all sorts of moral and ethical issues, rightly so. But they might also say, um, oh, because you had a blockage in your artery, sometimes they open up your chest and, you know. Cut a like, vein out cut, of your leg. Like and what in the world? Around it. When uh-huh. all they had to do was this, and we, we just don't know about that yet, right? right. Or right. migraine headaches, that's, you know, they that was back when they still had migraine headaches or rheumatoid arthritis or right. who knows what, you right. know, like this is going to be a really simple cure and we just don't know it yet. Yeah. How barbaric that, you know, that they, those people uh-huh. had to live with migraine headaches or whatever. Um, is it okay for me to mention that you had that hemorrhoid transplant? The hemorrhoid, hemorrhoid transplant? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even I don't, know what that means. I don't know why you did that. I appreciate the joke, but I don't even know what that means. <laughs> that had, I gave it to someone no, else. You had hem- hemorrhoids transplanted. Onto me? Yes. You... <laughs> I don't know why you did that. One of the actual things that they used to do with hemorrhoids is to, where is it? Where's my paper here? Um, they would burn them off with hot irons <laughs> in the 12th centuries. Wow. In the 12th century, yeah. Um, with a with a cautering iron. Mm. Yeah. That um, sounds like a good time. We've got medieval manuscripts that, that talk mid, about how to do that. Medieval manuscript. That's the right word for it. Yeah. Medieval manuscripts. Um, yeah. You can yeah, either yeah. have the hot iron or the anal rasp. <laughs> oh, which, my God. Which do you prefer? <laughs> this goes along with blowing smoke up, up yeah. someone's anus. And so, like, oh, that's be- I'd much rather have a, a tobacco smoke enema than for someone to <laughs> cauterize, cauterize your with the hot iron. <laughs> For sure. All right. Um, How about um, they used to use urine Mm -hmm. as a teeth whitener? (laughs) (laughs) Who's they? (laughs) So this is um, in ancient Rome. Um, Ancient Rome. They would collect the urine from public urinals Mm -hmm. and then Mm. sell that urine Mm -hmm. as a teeth... Because the ammonia... Allegedly helped to clear teeth mm, of their mm, stains mm. and to, yeah, okay. Public urinal. Pub, That's yeah. all you had to say. Public. Uh, let's mm. collect the 
public urine uh, and then uh, uh, sell uh. it as toothpaste, basically, as a mouthwash, mm. as a mouthwash. No, 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 no. <laughs> Dude, I, I was just at uh, Cariacas Park. Uh-huh. And I went into the restroom, and they have this forever running urinal. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I don't know what's wrong with that thing. Yeah. Uh, they should just fix the plumbing. But there's like a river of urine running from the urinal across the floor to the floor drain every time I go in there. And oh you, you got to like straddle this little river to get up to the urinal. <laughs> Wonderful, you know? yeah. The, the smell, you know. Yeah. They're just trying, you know, there's an opportunity there for, for someone to make some money if they could just capture all that urine. Get those teeth white. Get those teeth white. Yeah. Mm. Um, in uh, ancient China, they used to collect python bile uh, in order, to, and so when they would get a, enough of it, then they were able to apply that to ulcers on female genitalia. Oh, boy. As a way to treat those ulcers. Yeah. I'd love to hear the rationale on that one. Yeah, I don't know. Python um, bile. Python bile. Uh, yeah, come on. Yeah. That, and okay. Elephant bile was yeah, also so, medicinal. So China has a lot of these things. Yes, 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 I mean, yes. from okay, they shark don't do that fin anymore. I don't think they do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To uh, you know, horn of rhino to, uh, you yeah. know. Which is nothing more than keratin. It's just a you know like hair and fingernail right, right, right. material. There's yeah. no value, but they you know. Well, there's some value to that, but not a lot. Well, I mean, not if you eat it. Keratin. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, they're saying it's going to cure a disease. Oh, oh and... yeah, yeah. It's not medicinal. No, no, not medicinal. I got you. Um, I don't think they do this anymore. But they also used elephant bile to 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 treat bad breath. That sounds wonderful too. Yeah, doesn't it sound great? Mm-hmm. Um, Sigmund Freud, along with many others at his time, incessantly prescribed cocaine to his patients. Mm. Um, but he, you know, he wasn't un, uh, out of step with society at that time. That was mm-hmm. a typical thing. You get someone who's got mental illness; cocaine is the answer. Um, uh, University of Oxford, many many years ago, in their um, in some of their uh, training of doctors, I don't know how many hundred, many hundreds of years ago. Um, uh, would take snails and get the snail, put it on somebody's body, and have the snail uh, make walk, a path. Make a path. Then uh-huh. that's it. Over a wart. So if uh-huh. the, so, if you've got warts, here's a way to cure it. Get a snail to to make a to path over it. your wart. Uh-huh. Then after the snail is has done that, and you got the slime on your wart, yeah. then you have to stab the snail to death with a thorn. Uh-huh. And when the and when the snail withered away and died, then your wart would wither away and die. Of course. Yeah. Now, that yeah, one's yeah, true. Yeah. That one's that one's really That one actually is yeah. true. That comes from Oxford University. I mean right. that's you know. Um let me tell you about one that sounds I fake. thought you were gonna say you throw salt on it. So salt on it. On, well yeah, that's that, that might actually do something. I don't know. The, the salt <laughs> would well on the snail it would. Yeah. Well but uh, yeah, if you had snail slime on your wart and then you threw salt oh, on it, would it burn? Would it, would it create an I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. I've never done that. <laughs> We're going to have to try it out. Yeah, let's give yeah. it a try. Okay, let me tell you about one that sounds fake, but it's actually real. Okay. And that is a fecal transplant. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Have you ever heard of fecal transplants? Uh, no. Okay. This is this is real. Fecal transplant is a medical procedure that, that are, is being given right now in hospitals all over the United States and all over the, the world. 
And what you do is the, the idea is that you when you when your gut for some reason I'm not mm-hmm. a hospital I'm not a, uh, f- yep. a physician, but when you the the biome in your gut right. all the bacteria oh, and yeah. virus uh-huh. and all that stuff that that whole um, system there, when it goes bad, then it it's a system that's almost it's very very hard to restart, mm-hmm. and you have to get a bunch of really healthy uh, bacteria in there, uh-huh. and the best way to do that is to get poo somebody else's poop from and a healthy person that has colon. all of that stuff in uh-huh, it uh-huh. and put it up your butt uh-huh. and let it simmer there for a while uh-huh. and then it reproduces right. and works its way back up into the stomach into the small intestine into the whole into your whole system and uh, the tipping put that this was starting to become popular in the 70s and 80s the tipping point happened in 2013. There was a landmark study um, published showing that it is, this is a phenomenal way. And this is, uh, and it's actually becoming very, very popular to mm-hmm. do. So much so that people who read about this that are real frou-frou, the people who spend yeah. an enormous amount of money on whatever, and they say, oh, they don't have any problem. They just want to go get it for, mm-hmm. med- for not medical reasons, for... Uh, I don't know. It's to the, enhance their biome. To enhance their biome. Yeah, I need yeah. a better biome. And, you know, so then, like, celebrities yeah. are selling their poop uh, as a way mm. to say, you know, do you want, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Jennifer Aniston's, um, uh-huh. ha- have uh-huh. her uh, microbiome, in, gut, bi- gut, whatever, mm. in you, and then, you know, who is the healthy? I don't know that she's not necessarily that healthy, but uh, who's the healthiest person you can think of? And that right. person can sell their poo. Uh, and now there are, like, poo collection, um, you know, donate, dona- donation, I guess. Donate your poop. Donate your poop. So someone can put that in their body. Yeah, yeah. That's a real thing. That's yeah, a so real thing. That, you know. It's only shown to be effective if you really have a, need, a medical need yeah, for it. Yeah. It's so not, there, is a, there is a thing yeah. where if you have diarrhea for one reason or another uh-huh. that is excessive. Yeah. And you empty out your colon yep. of its biome yep. that it is a it can kill you. It yeah. is a serious oh, yeah. health you have risk. To get, absolutely. Yeah. You have to have those microbes. So much yeah. of our health is dependent upon our gut. Huge, I can understand huge, this huge. one. Yeah. I think it's nasty. Yeah. I think there's a better way to do it um, than someone else's poop. Okay. Um you know, but uh, a lot of people think that's the the function of the appendix. I see. Is that if you have a tremendous amount of diarrhea and flush out your colon so extensively, your pen, your appendix still has that biome in there and it can multiply from there. Interesting. I didn't know that. Of course, okay. I don't have an appendix, yeah. nor my wife at this point. Okay. Um, and we have uh, probiotic pills, which I wonder how effective they are at getting that biome into your bowel. Mm. And they got to go through the stomach acid and all that. Um, who's to say that it's, that it's working? Um but we do know that gut health is so heavily dependent on having a healthy biome. I can see where somebody might think that that's uh, the way to go. And then you got the whole uh, the whole celebrity phenomenon on top yeah. of it, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, where people are going to think they're going to be as healthy as so and so, or somehow yeah, they get the ridiculous. essence of that. I got a nasty story. You want to hear it? Sure. Um, there was a fan. This is this is fanatical stuff. That's why that's where the word fan comes yeah, from. Yeah. Right? Uh, the hot, red hot chili peppers. I don't even remember where I heard this story. Okay. Um, but they got a backstage pass 
They went to backstage, and Flea was the the bass player who always played in his underwear. If you remember this, from I don't back know anything about that. Nope. He was always in tidy whities on stage playing his bass, and he was flailing about and working up quite a sweat. Okay. And he had come in backstage. He threw off his nasty sweaty underwear on the floor, and then they left. Okay. Um, two groupies came in, and they were fighting over oh, his sweaty come on. underwear. Yeah, and the that's one nasty. who secured the underwear from the other took it and wrung it out in her mouth oh. and drank his sweat from his nasty underwear oh. and said, now part of him is a part of me. Somebody saw this and immediately thought, what has happened to the world yeah. because of this phenomena of celebrity? Yeah, yeah. Boy, this, there's a lot of meat on that bone. Yeah, I don't want a bite of any of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you mix that in, like, yeah. oh, I can get, uh, what, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's poo. There you go. And there his biome. Go. And, yeah. Which, which, yeah, there's no evidence that that's and helpful to you It improved my health. And, wow. It, it's like a, like a last-ditch effort. But in those last-ditch efforts to help you to restart your, your microbiome in your gut, I th it, it is shown to be very, very effective. Yeah. Yeah, and very helpful. Fecal transplant. Fecal people. transplants. Look fecal into it today. Yeah. Get it. <laughs> Our, this go, episode is sponsored by fecal transplants. Go, uh, talk to your doctor if fecal transplant is right for you. <laughs> <laughs> you might have mild to severe late onset biome disruption. <laughs> talk to your doctor to see if fecal. <laughs> Am I trying to sell my poops? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got a little hot side the, hustle. I don't know. What the Hopper the... Podcast Poo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Tell us if you want some of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Celebrities are. This is actually is really important. My, my poo is, will make you healthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you have migraines or rheumatoid arthritis uh -huh. or whatever it is, my poo will help you. Yeah. Your yeah. biome is superb. Fifty nine ninety five today <laughs> on sale. <laughs> listening to the hopper podcast let's keep the conversation going about things that matter and things that don't you can write or call us just tap or swipe the purple hopper podcast cover art in your podcasting app and find the show notes for ways to suggest a topic for the hopper or tell us a funny story or you can just go to the hopperpodcast.org and keep it clean and if you do we'll probably feature in an upcoming episode special thanks this week goes to my caffeine addiction counselor bruno moore <laughs> i just got that one uh, and be sure to like, subscribe, follow, or join our Facebook group for more Hopper goodness. Join our Patreon account for bonus episodes. Dave, what's the lesson that we should take away from this week's episode? That bullying people on the internet is fun and safe. Mm -hmm. We need more bullies. Yeah. <laughs>